0: Hello, and welcome to History Bluffs, where truth is stranger than fiction. I'd like to welcome you,
1: welcome to the show, to you, the host of the most, Chris. Hello, hello, and welcome to History Bluffs, where truth is indeed stranger than fiction. Uh, Welcome, everyone, to our show, uh and uh, we have three fantastic panelists for you tonight, uh, two of whom will be telling true stories and one who will be bluffing. So it's up to you, the audience, to determine who is which of those categories, who's bluffing and who is telling the truth. Uh, But first, before we get there, let's give it up for our tech, Adam Bellis. Adam, thank you so much for all that you do for our show.
0: Happy to be here, Chris.
1: All right. Would you mind, sir, please putting up the rules so we can explain to the audience how the game works?
0: All right. Rules are right up here. Go ahead and lay it on us, Chris.
1: All right. So we are going to give our three historians, we're going to give them a topic. They are going to have two minutes for research. They'll be taking notes, uh, making a story out of their notes. Uh, they can only completely lie or completely tell the truth. Um, they cannot use the audience for help. And one thing is, Exactly. That's right. Um, we are um, we are asking our audience that if you are in front of your computer, which you probably are since you're watching this, uh, please don't uh, Google the topic that we're going to give to these folks and comment in there about whether this is true or not. Save that. We do want you to do that, but wait, save that to the very end. Uh, we'll have three different rounds where they will be able to tell their story. We'll rotate each panelist in the three rounds. uh, And each successive round will be shorter than the prior round. So the first round will be 75 seconds. The second round will be 60 seconds. And then they'll tie it all up in the third round, which is 45 Ah. seconds. Yes, indeed. Uh, So with no further ado, let's meet our fantastic panelists for tonight's show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to our show uh, Gina Hunter.
2: Hi, everybody.
1: Hello. Hello, Gina. Welcome. Welcome. Good to see you.
2: Hi. How are you, Chris?
1: I'm doing well. How are you, Gina?
2: Good. You look spiffy.
1: Oh, thank you very much. Uh, Gina, has uh, you are like me. You come from a big family. Uh, have you ever been pranked or or uh, you know teased by your brothers? What was? Uh, give us a very quick uh, story of something that's been teased. you've been teased.
2: I used to sneak out a lot. That's a great um, question. I used to sneak out a lot. And so the the trick to get back in was there was a little ladder outside of the house. And then I would knock on the window and wake my little, my, either my little brothers or my big brothers up. So two were in one room, two were in another. And I like knock on the door. Well, one night um, I was out pretty late and they used to get pissed at me because I'd wake them up and kind of try to sneak back in, you know, like to get, <laughs> so I didn't get caught by my parents. So what they did is they took Uh, Cock, you know, the stuff that you use to put around the sink, and they sealed all of the screens on the windows, so I couldn't get back in, and I got caught. (laughs) It was very funny, but also I got in big trouble, but also it was very funny.
1: (laughs) Well, all right. Well, welcome to the show, Gina. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next guest uh, from Chicago, Jane Watt. Welcome, Jane. Hello, Jane.
3: Thank you so much for having me, Chris. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Glad to have you here. And uh, Jane, have mm-hmm. you ever uh, been uh, uh, surprised or pranked yourself? Just to have a quick story of, of an incident uh, in that mode.
3: Um, I've been pranked in the sense that uh, it was one of those like childish belief kind of things where my sister, we used to have a mark on the house that we grew up when we were little and it was like arrows, kind of sliding down the wall and my sister told me that that's where a snake had slid down the wall in the paint (laughs) and so that's why it was like that and i was way like i used to every time my friends would come over i would take them on a tour of the house and be like and this is my room and then i would be like and this is where the snake slid down the wall (laughs) i was was way too old before i stopped telling that story and realized (laughs) it was actually just like a drip in the paint so anyway that's all right did you believe that too sorry did you believe it too yeah, i absolutely oh, yeah. believe absolutely. I, love that. I don't know if you heard but snakes like this <laughs> yeah Gene, yeah. yeah, i was
1: just gonna ask if she's uh, then became known as gullible jane uh, <laughs> yes. the, uh but uh with uh speaking of childish let's welcome our third panelist to the show carlos rivera <laughs> Hello, my What's friend. What's up, Chris? How are you, Carlos?
0: I'm okay. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm doing just fine. So, right. Carlos, um, we've all been uh, pranked, and and uh, I, I would like to hear an incident from your life when, when someone was able to pull wool over your eyes.
0: Well, I can't remember when someone pranked me cleverly. I remember once in, uh, in middle school, someone took a bag uh, with a little bit of vomit in it and dropped it over a second story, whatever. It didn't oh. open, it just landed. Oh. And it was like, oh, what's this bag that just fell on me? And I picked it up. I'm like, oh, that's there's vomit in this bag. Oh. And my it didn't Lord. break or anything. It was just unpleasant to discover a bag of vomit. Quite uh, unpleasant like indeed. A, yeah, it was a, a little ziploc bag. A little baggy.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: So not the oh, cleverest man. of pranks, more than just mean spirited.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's exactly. It. that's, that's a mean. That glad to, I'd glad have to remember
0: a... it. Glad to remember it for the show. There you go. Well,
1: that's what we do here. We help you remember, uh, su- you know, suppressed memories. You're welcome for that. Um, so, uh, Adam, oh, go ahead, Jane. Uh,
3: you know who is walking around with a bag of vomit?
1: You know
0: what? That's a great question. I the tenacity someone has to have to set that up. Yeah. Is you know it's middle school, I guess. That's. What
1: was going on? Yeah, and clearly, but it's it was also just limited to the second story, folks. You the first floor people didn't well, do it, yeah, it get, there was nowhere no for money. them to throw it. So they second story, drop they drop on now.
2: someone. Yeah. I'm just curious though, was it a prank, or was this guy supposed to take this to like a doctor or something to get diagnosed <laughs> and he just accidentally <laughs> dropped it? Like, it was clumsy and he tripped and he just
1: went over the side. Yeah. I to oh, know the story
2: beforehand.
1: The reason I asked all of you to share those stories, the reason I asked all of you to share those stories tonight's topic for you to research is fool, fool, F O O L. So, uh, we've all played the fool, we've all fooled people in our lives. Our topic tonight is fool. So, each of our panelists, as I mentioned earlier, are going to have a couple minutes right now to research some, uh, some details about a historical, uh, related fool story. And then they will come back and in three different rounds, they will tell us their story uh, with the first round being 75 seconds, the second round being 60 seconds and the third and final round. They will wrap it all up in 45 second round three uh, for that. So, uh, Adam, would you mind if you don't uh, mind, please put up the uh, sheet of the rules one more time, uh, just as our uh, we can remind the audience once again um, that they're going to be taking some notes right now, our panelists and they're doing some research. Uh, coming up with their stories, uh, they can also, you know, they will be lying. They, they may be talking about truthful time periods and truthful incidents, truthful people, but they might be making up the story completely. And in that sense, that was, is how they will be completely lying, or they'll be completely telling the truth. And it's up to you and I to determine which of our three panelists are are bluffing and which are uh, telling the truth. And And out of the three panelists, one will be determined at the end of the show as tonight's, history bluff and once again we remind everyone please do not use your computer or your phone to google information as they're telling their story and and debunk any of their of their story uh in the middle of our first and second round save that for the end of the third round when we do indeed find out who is our history bluff for this evening uh adam my friend those are the rules chris thank you for being clear and helpful all right thank you so much I think we are. Is everyone just give me a thumbs up if you are ready to go uh, with your stories? I got one from Carlos, got one from Gina, got one from Jane. All right. So uh, I am going to go, Adam, in the order that I see them on. um, uh, And I'm going to have Gina, you're going to begin round number one. um, And so we're going to start with round one. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Round one. So Gina, you're first up on the clock, and your first round story is going to begin at the tone when you hear it coming up now.
2: Okay. So uh, back in, when the internet first started and emails became a thing, um, there was this scam that went around from a Nigerian prince re- re- requesting money. Um, and people would actually uh, wire money to this person. And they lost, you know, and it was just a scam. Um, the The code in uh, the code for that scam is called the 419. So I just want to let you know that because that'll come into play later. Uh, so what happened was this woman, um, this is a little bit different. But so this woman, uh, she was about 62. She had just had a divorce. She lived over in Europe, and um, she signed up for a fairly new dating uh, service. And she received several hits, but they, they sort of. She sort of did it as a joke, like you know, she'd been a divorce. Her and her friends were drinking some wine. They're like, ah, ha ha, let's set up this profile for you. And so they set it up online, and and she's, um, you know, and then uh, she kind of ignored it. She kept getting messages in her inbox that oh, people were replying, but she ignored it, ignored it. So finally, a few months after, she says, you know what? It's it, it's time. So she opens it and she looks at some of the replies and she was really intrigued by this guy named Johnny. Now, Johnny, uh, he was from Sweden and he was 58 years old, uh, but he had recently moved to America and was living in South Carolina. They corresponded and, um, they kept on writing back and forth and she just really began to fall so in love
1: with him. And I'll tell you
2: more as soon as we get to the next round.
1: All right. Interesting. We will find out more about Johnny from Sweden and now in South Carolina, uh, when we return to Gina in the second round. Uh, But next, we're gonna move along and we're gonna have Jane start her story. Um, So Jane, you're gonna come on screen now and when you hear the tone, you shall begin your story. You'll see the little timer there and it'll count you down at the end.
2: And that'll be me. Yes.
1: Chris? Yeah?
2: Before Jane begins.
1: um, Oh, yes. Uh, Real quick, thank you. Thank you, Gina. Uh, uh, Jane, real quick before you begin your story, uh, what, what was your take? What was your take on on Gina's uh, story there uh, on the Nigerian prince scam?
3: I don't know. With all Gina's old story here on the Nigerian scam, I think um, I was a bit confused because we started with the Nigerian scam at the start of the internet, and then we've kind of skirted around, and now we're. Also, our lady didn't get a name. I don't know who she is. But oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Apologies. Money from Sweden. We didn't get a name. So I was like, oh, wait a second. There were a few details. I'm just saying there's a few details that are missing Yeah.
1: Some details missing. Good point. Good point. Carlos, what was your take? Are the missing details in, uh, bothering you? I, uh, I think Gina's
0: running a Nigerian print scam on us. <laughs> right now. With her absurd story. That's what I think. I think it's the oldest... Scam in the book, uh huh. And she's trying to pass it off because it's she, she's taking us for fools. We're not the fools. The topic is fool. Gina, that's, that's okay. right.
2: I, pol- I apologize for the lack of names. I will clarify in the second round. And my apologies. You're right. And but it's also a trickery.
0: Yes. So. <laughs> yes please, add, please add names in your made up story next
2: time. <laughs> yeah. It.
1: And if it, and if Carlos I'm is kidding, right, if it, is made it's made not up. the oldest, if it's not the oldest trick in the book, it is certainly the oldest trick online. That's for sure. Uh, we're going to get Jane back up on screen. And Jane, you're going to be in your round, too. Uh, and that will start when you hear this bong.
3: I'll start. First. OK, there we go. Um, so my story is about the origins of a word uh, that is used to describe uh, Australians or the Australian Australian ideology, and that is larrikin. So it's a purely Australian word. I have, I've said it to people that have never heard it before uh, and a larrikin is a person who so originally it was to describe a naughty young person who is (laughs) uncultivated but good-hearted and rowdy uh, and they have a disregard for social norms so uh, we like to use this term you know it's the kind of thing that these days uh, political leaders will like to aspire to being a larrikin like uh, we have a famous prime minister who still holds the record for being uh, drinking two and a half pints in 11 seconds. So he holds a Guinness World Record. So that's kind of the example of larrikinism. Uh, but the larrikin originally uh, was a derogatory term and it it came from, they, they think it came from West England uh, and it was mischievous and frolicsome young person. <laughs> um, and the larrick has also been used uh,
1: Interesting. Interesting. All right. So that's that's your first round thing. I found it interesting that Australian politicians aspire to be a larrikin. Um, It's a little different in the the states. Our politicians aspire to be idiots, and most of them are successful. Um, uh, Carlos, uh, what was your take on uh, the origins of the Australian word larrikin? The larrikin. It sounded like a Dr.
0: Seuss character from a Dr. (laughs) Seuss story. The the larrikin. The Larricans, uh, yeah. <laughs> the a Warrican,
1: of again the
0: Samaritan, the Larricans, uh-huh. a Warrican of being a good Samaritan.
3: Well, Especially
1: an American larrikin.
3: That's your take. That, yeah, maybe your, maybe. That
1: is my take. That is my take. <laughs> Gina, what about you, Gina? What's your what's your take on the larrikin story?
2: Larrikin lived right upstairs from Jack Tripper in Three's Company. Um, he was not young though. So he was very, really, um, so one of the things, I, I was listening to her story and I, I think that the two things that gave me pause were, geez, if you say it to people, they never heard it before, which is like, well, that, then it's a lie. And then um if uh and and I do think I did like that the Guinness book, uh the Guinness World Record is held by a prime minister. If our politicians did drink, perhaps that would be, you know, a little bit better, I think. So <laughs> Especially that, that much. Yeah, yeah. It would explain it a lot would explain and the a lot. Yeah. make things a lot nicer. <laughs> so that <it, laughs> would be helpful. So all I'm right, sure. Carlos.
1: Let's get Carlos <laughs> back up on screen. Carlos, we're gonna start you with your third round story. Um and uh I'm going to have you begin at the beginning uh, with your uh, bong. Ignore the sirens. Be outside my door. Uh, They're not here for me. They're here for your story.
0: All right. Uh, We're supposed to talk about fools today, so that made me think of Pitying Fools, which, of course, made me think of Mr. (laughs) T. Uh, A famed American uh, actor of the 80s and 90s and so on and so forth. Mr. T, and I just wanted to talk about, we don't know who Mr. T is. Who is he? Well, his real name is Lawrence Terrell, right? And he was born, he grew up in Gary, Indiana. His father was a, a minister. His mother was a nurse. Uh, and he had allergies when he was young. So that's why he tried to get into sports to feel a little better, uh, about himself. So he wouldn't feel like sickly as much. He was encouraged to get into sports. So that's what he did. Um, but you know, his parents also wanted him to go to college They wanted little Lawrence to go to college, you know? So, uh, he grew up in Gary and he got into wrestling and he was actually able to get a wrestling scholarship to Boston College. So he went to Boston College. But uh, I think you all know that her boy didn't end up staying at Boston College for not. He had bigger dreams ahead. And I'll talk about that
1: in the next round. <laughs> nicely, nicely timed. Well done with the timing there. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, Jane. Uh, What do you uh, what's your take on Carlos's uh, classic story of the sickly boy who leaned into sports uh, to get confidence and then uh, grew a mohawk and and carried around 30 pounds of chains?
3: Well, so fun fact, I vaguely know who Mr. T is. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just going to say, as a person who doesn't really know who Mr. T is, this story reads to me as Forrest Gump. (laughs) <laughs> what that's what i'm thinking is that you actually just made this person up entirely and then stole he is- oh, We got a sickly boy he's from down in our family he gets into sports i'm like all right we've seen it before okay he's so- met no
0: celebrities
3: <laughs> yeah well yet, yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'm just saying i'm like he's got allergies we all got allergies i don't have allergies but you know
2: i'm like all right nice try nice <laughs> yeah. try
1: all right, Gina, what about you, Gina? What's your take on that? I'm just glad he got out of Gary.
2: That's got the highest murderer per capita in the United States. So, I just I literally <laughs> oh, know that from 2 days ago for some weird random reason. So, I think that's great. But uh, Yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, Boston College is Alabama and in the next um in the next iteration of his story, he'll meet a lot of celebrities and take these rare pictures, these fun, Yeah, I I'm I can't believe
0: he's going to meet some- (laughs)
2: because he
0: is one.
2: uh, Apparently, not in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Don't quote that, because I am. I challenge
1: that. I I challenge that. Now we now we know two things in Australia: they have higher standards for politicians and celebrity status.
3: Uh, yeah, I no.
1: uh, just know uh, Mr. Tears, it just doesn't <laughs> exist, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's hear more about Australia because it's time for round mm-hmm. number two. <laughs> Remember, panelists, our uh, time is now reducing in the second round. You uh, had 75 seconds in the first round. This round, you're going to have 60 seconds for the second portion of your story. So, uh, Jane, we will begin with you, please. All right. Continue your story of the larrikin when you hear the tone.
3: The The larrikin, which is definitely a real word that exists. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, that's what I meant to say, that obviously with fool made me think of the larrikin, which is where we got to. Uh, So larrikin, as I was saying, derived from uh, West Midlands in England, uh, also uh, Talaric is in Yorkshire dialect, which means to lark about. Lark about. What's that mean? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it was died out and stayed in post-colonial Australia. Uh, so it's dated to the early 19th and 20th century, used as a pejorative term or a derogatory term for like gangs and things and youths in the streets, in the streets who were hooligans and they were uh, hoodlums and noted that they were, like, setting fire in in parks and, like, leading little fires. This is an excerpt from a magazine. And uh, throwing rocks to knock the noses off statues. So in the early days, it was definitely still a derogatory term. But how did it become a positive inside of Australia? We'll find out next time. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, we'll find out in round three indeed. Um, and uh, at least on the positive side, the, those uh, hooligans were getting pretty accurate with their throws. If they were able to throw things and knock off noses, specifically noses from statues, that's pretty impressive. Um, Carlos, what uh, what's your take on the second round of the larrikin story?
0: Oh, boy. Well, I'm just waiting for the larrikin to uh, – I've never heard of the here in here in, in the States, so it doesn't exist because I've never heard of it here. I guess that's how it works with Jane.
1: <laughs> all right Gina, did you also have a petty take on on uh, Jane's stuff? <laughs> 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 a
2: take. Um, perhaps I was my petty I did focus in on the fires in the park um, thing that she said well I read that in a magazine that doesn't make it true where and, <laughs> and the if you start a park in a fire in Florida you will start a giant forest fire just because it's so dry so I was just curious. We're in Australia. No. Aren't, don't they have similar uh yeah, like Village. yeah. I'm, I'm talking like not a I'm
3: not talking a national park like where there's like forests, I'm talking like one where there's a statue and you've got like
2: tiny grass this big. Oh, no, and I'm, then you just I'm you start it like, on fire. That is a lark. If you start little grass on fire, that's funny. yeah. That's, I mean <laughs> 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 yeah, just, uh, All right. Wildfire. That was be like setting a little, little Chris, baby fire.
0: Chris, Chris, Chris can yes. I say something?
1: Yes, I will. All right. Speaking of uh, saying something, we're going to have you. Go ahead, Carlos.
0: Arson's not okay.
1: Arson no. is never okay. I
0: know it's a bold statement, but I stand by it.
2: Arson is not okay, but lighting little grass on fire nope, nope, can sometimes nope, nope, be okay. Nope, 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 nope.
3: <laughs> no. nope.
2: You wait to the third part of the lecture.
3: You hear me out.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Carlos, while we have you up there, Um, We have moved to the 62nd round, which is round number two. And Carlos, (laughs) we're going to have you uh, continue your story about Mr. T. uh, For 60 seconds, please go at the tone. Oh, my God.
0: All right. So Mr. Mr. T got a scholarship to uh, Boston College where uh, it was a wrestling scholarship, but he also uh, was trying to study biology. Unfortunately, uh, in his end of his sophomore year, he got kicked off the wrestling team Uh, So he didn't have a scholarship anymore. He tried to stay in college, but in order to do so in the summer, he would uh, go to New York City to work as a bouncer to try to raise some money. Um, And he realized there that, uh, I mean, the bouncing scene in New York was kind of weird and you can kind of get tips and stuff and meet people if you stand out if you're unique so uh, one day he happened to notice someone walking around with uh with a mohawk and he thought it was a cool look with leather in the mohawk so he adapted it and uh, ultimately he adapted other things like a couple of chains here and there and he became he got upon him this look and he was starting to be noticed by people around new york and also celebrities
1: (laughs) Okay, interesting. Which is All going right. to
0: happen to a celebrity. They're
1: going to be gathering <laughs> celebrities. Celebrities, gathering celebrities. Well, interestingly, Carlos, I just actually saw Mr. T in uh, the Las Vegas airport last week, and he noticed my pandemic hair. So watch for him to now have long hair going forward. Um, follow. Uh, Gina, jump out here. Gina, uh, Gina, jump out to the, to the here. What's your take on Mr. T getting a mohawk because he saw someone with it and thought it was interesting?
2: Well, I think that's I think that's great. I mean, i I would say to Mr. T be your own person, but I mean, like if that's what if that's what you're gonna do. But I will say, like I was curious because he said that um Mr. T was kicked off of the wrestling team. And then but he didn't say anything about him being kicked out of college. And then he said he tried to stay in college and I'm not sure I understand the meaning of him having to go get a job to stay in college if he was kicked off the wrestling team did the Me. wrestling team pay for it? You oh, for was that his scholarship? Okay, okay. Well, that makes a little mm-hmm. more sense. Now now I'm tricked. I'm tricked by both of you. I'm tricked by okay.
1: both of you. Tricked, tricked. Right, okay. <laughs> Gina is uh, not. She's torn. Which one of you are, are tricking her or not? Uh, Jane, what about you? Um, what's your take on Carlos's continuation?
3: Yeah, look, I don't know about this Mr. T character.
1: It's a
0: real person.
3: You know who else met a lot of celebrities in their life? Oh boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um no i am willing to uh suggest that maybe this mr t character did engage in the bouncing scene but calling the bouncing scene in new york weird i think is a strange strange turn of phrase that it was a weird scene i was like it's I didn't. Even
0: 54 know. baby
3: <laughs> yeah but like the bouncing scene i don't know don't they just hang out and look i guess that's a fact they do hang out and look spooky so i don't know i just feel like the idea that the bouncers also have to like create a look to then like get promoted is
2: like a whole vibe that I was never aware of, so. And that that was also something Forrest never did. He he was himself. I'm looking looking forward to round three so I can be (laughs) further educated. All
1: right, well, before we get to round three, we're gonna have Gina come out for her continuation of round number two. Gina, um, we need to hear more about this Nigerian Prince scam and Johnny, uh where he is uh in the state, south carolina i believe he left off
2: he was in south carolina yes um oh. so john uh so johnny uh maria grett was the name of the lady and i apologize that i did not say that but maria and johnny have this ongoing thing their their love like lines back and forth to each other were sickly sweet and delightful um and he uh he had a son the son's name was nick um they uh, uh Maria like decided to like kind of keep in touch with them. And then they made a plan to meet each other Um, shortly before they were to meet each other. uh, uh, Johnny called Maria and said, you know, I want you to meet my son. We're almost at the airport, you know, and all of this. So Nick gets on the phone. That's the son. They talk a little bit and um, you know, and they hang up. She goes to the airport to pick him up. Nobody shows up. Nobody shows up later. She gets a phone call that um, he was mugged while in Nigeria. Um, So uh, she was, um, she got, concerned because he was in a hospital in Lagos and um, she said that uh, he was mugged, his son was shot and that um, he stayed in the hospital. But in order to have a procedure done, he needed a thousand pounds. So she wired the money over to him.
1: Oh my goodness. All right. So he was in the hospital in Lagos. Uh, Jane, did those Lagos build a a true story for you or not?
3: I I don't know. I think that um, maybe Gina took no- the note <laughs> too heavily because then I've got so many details. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> Suddenly we're in Lagos. Um, listen, it's. Uh, I also love that her name is Maria Gret. Was it Maria? <laughs> <laughs> Maria got regrets. Other- <laughs> um, and then we got names coming out of the woodworks. We got Nick. Um, listen, I am on board, I'm excited. Uh I kind of really like <laughs> I want this to be, true. To be <laughs> <true>. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with this story. It's like what <laughs> did I seat Is it the end Like I could pick holes all I want, but needless to say, I'm
1: Janic. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Carlos, did uh did Gina's alliteration with sickly sweet do anything for you in her story? Did that was uh, yes,
0: what? it made me suspect her even more. Uh, I am also
3: excited yeah. with
0: my knowledge that Gina is very likely the bluffer. Uh, <laughs> Have you story, heard my story? <laughs> someone traveled to somewhere and then somewhere else, the guy who she was supposed to meet was like, send me money here. Is that what happened? Is yeah, in Nigeria. Yeah, but didn't she travel somewhere else? for like? Uh, oh, no,
2: she lived there. He was going to visit her. Um, and
0: on know, the, no, yeah. In Nigeria, She lived in Nigeria. So it's no, Nigeria no, no, no. He had,
2: a, I guess, a layover in Nigeria. I don't know.
1: Lay, layover in Lego. <laughs> oh, That's not no. more alliteration. It was oh, in the boy. magazine.
2: It You're laying over
1: head. a lot of BS. That's yeah. what's being laid over. All right. Well, BS. Carlos, Carlos, uh, come back, uh, Carlos, please, because we're going to have you. Uh, we're moving down to now the finale round, because uh, we heard everyone's second round, Correct. Yes. Yes. All right. I thought so. I was just checking myself. Um, we are now moving to the third round, and then we are moving down to forty-five seconds for the conclusions of your stories. So prepare yourself for round number three. And Carlos, we're going to have Carlos, we're going to have you start round number three. And remember you have 45 seconds to wrap up your story about Mr. T.
0: All right. So uh, all right. So, like I said, Mr. T was trying to make money to go back to school and he went back for a little while, but he felt like, you know, at, at this point, he wasn't really into school anymore so much as he was into the the New York scene, just the just the celebrity scene. So uh, he started actually doing bodyguard work uh, for people, some uh, some well off people and some well known people. One of these people included uh, was Grace Jones, who was an 80s celebrity uh, and Grace Jones actually connected him with uh, sylvester stallone she mentioned to sylvester stallone who at some point was working on rocky three like i know you're looking for someone with a unique uh look to play the villain in rocky three i know this guy he's very charismatic and that was the beginning of mr t's uh celebrity career started there and it exploded from there
1: oh interesting all right very well done getting in there in time uh gina uh who was scarier for you uh mr t or grace jones
2: Oh, uh, Grace Jones, of course. Did you see her? in that what was that uh, Conan the Barbarian? Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. She's she's also,
0: Conan she's also the Destroyer. Also yeah, oh,
2: yeah. She was, although, I, and then I find it rather convenient, though, that uh, Carlos has taken um, another celebrity with cool hair and that Mr. T just so happens to get his break because they met. Like, come on. That's ridiculous. Uh-huh. That's, He's a, a that's a force. a charismatic person. He's a
0: charismatic person. <laughs>
2: The force
1: all right uh jane what's what's your take on the conclusion of the mr t story did it did it clear up any questions that you had from not hearing about him?
3: uh didn't clear up any questions think it raised a few more of them to be honest but uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right audience <laughs> calm down
3: i i te- yeah exactly keep it rest audience um i do agree with gina i did have the same thought i was like oh of course it's what's grace jones is it
1: Yes, Grace okay, Jones. Yeah.
3: I was like, what's this Grace Jones? Like, she's cool as hell, and like, oh, we're just choosing now the other coolest person who's got a really strong. You look. know who
0: Grace Jones is, but not Mr. T? <laughs> Come on. I, like, pick a lane. Funny,
3: okay,
2: but also, maybe it's not. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Jane, Jane, do you, don't you think like Grace Jones could be Mr. T's Jenny? Like, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, You're peas yes. and carrots.
1: All right, well, uh, Jane, let's uh, have you come back and uh, give your, uh, rounding out your story. Sorry?
3: I said final statements.
1: Final statements, yes. We're here to the conclusion of your story, uh, beginning at the tone.
3: Uh, So, as we were saying, the trick, the twist that turned the word larrikin into a, a, generous terms said with love is that apparently uh, Australians. what we also like to do is when we uh, take the mickey or take the piss out of someone or mock someone, uh, we like to choose things that are diametrically opposite. So if uh, someone has red hair, we'll call we'll nickname them blue, for example. So anyone with red hair is called blue. So that's where they think a lot of this kind of came from. So larrikin turned into being more of a uh, a, um, positive uh, trait. And now it's seen as uh, it, it's, also, it's seen as uh, something that really ties together the Australian ideology, of Americanism because of course, keep
1: on, keep on, keep on.
3: authoritarianism and Australia's colonial uh, convict past.
1: All right, interesting, yeah. interesting. Carlos, what do you uh, what what do you think, uh, Carlos, about the whole Larican uh, story?
0: I don't know. It's like she uh, okay. So you in Australia, apparently you say the opposite of what you mean sometimes. The people. So if someone is uh, uh, is smart, you may call them a dummy. Uh, and if someone has blue hair for some reason, some weird reason, you say, oh, you're redheaded." And if someone is whatever the F, the opposite of a larrikin is, you say, <laughs> you're a larrikin. You get me? You larrikin. You l- I've never heard that term, uh, Chris. Oh, right. Ever, ever, ever. And I'm not saying that I know every term everywhere from Australia. I've seen a lot of Foster's commercials. All right. <laughs> all right. I've seen, a lot, I've seen a lot of movies with actors from Australia not playing Australian. And I have not once heard the term the made-up fictional term larrikin
1: okay all right well uh gina let's get gina comment in here gina um the diametrically opposite uh stuff it does actually tie again once again back into american politics in in australia they say the opposite thing In, in america they they do the opposite thing of what they say uh, in politics.
2: I mean my but, exposure to Australia is really crocodile dundee and those Foster beer commercials like I'm sorry I don't know much about it but however um they I just want to let you know Jane in America to Mickey somebody is to to give him a roofie <laughs> so um, oh. I think we have very different so in America lurkin might even be something completely different I don't know I'm so confused I don't um, believe any um, of it so this is, there, is hard
1: don't forget, there was that one one quick line in in uh, in um, uh, Crocodile Dundee when um, you know he said, "Well, can anybody have a beer?" and they all said, "Laura can." So
2: uh, she she was so happy that day. She was. Oh boy. Oh, boy. Uh,
1: Gina, oh, let's boy. get you out here, Gina, and hear the okay, conclusion please. of your okay. Nigerian. I have print.
2: to go fast because I have a yeah. lot of stuff. I can't wait. <laughs> on this adventure. Okay. All right. Okay, so um, he wrote from the hospital bed, little Johnny wrote from uh, the doctor, the doctor's laptop, and um, she kept on sending him money, a few months went by. Um, he kept on having more and more procedures, and she kept sending him money. So finally, she stopped sending him money. She stopped communicating with him altogether. A few months after that, she gets a phone call. Guess who it is? It's Johnny. Johnny calls her up, and he confesses that he has been lying to her this whole time. He's part of the 419 Nigerian scammers. He felt really bad because he felt like they had a connection. He felt stupid because he was 24 years old, and she was 60 something years old. And that, um, and so... What she did, instead of being upset or instead of being mad at him, she actually went to Nigeria to meet him. So they met each other, and they became like besties. And so she helped him. He was an artist. He was a painter. And so she helped him find international grants so he could tour around Europe. Eventually, he made enough money that he went to college, and he went into the American oil scene, and he's a very rich person today because of their friendship.
1: <laughs> okay. Interesting. Well done. Uh, so, Jane, did that the conclusion of that story bring joy to you?
3: Well, obviously, <laughs> obviously it was a beautifully rounded out story. Is it true? That's that's the, that's that's the question. question. <laughs> um, I did love that that character then became Little Johnny, right? <laughs> 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 well,
2: little Johnny, he's like... Because he's little, because he's 24. <laughs> yeah. well, poor Little Johnny, stuck
3: in hospital. Uh, I loved that the character became even more of a... Uh, caricature, if you will, of Little Johnny. Um, also, the oil scene. Suddenly, I thought it was oil magnates, and I was like, "Wait, what is? Wait, wait, how do we? Get <laughs> like, I'm guessing you meant oil painting." Um, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I am.
1: I am going to wager that we we probably know where this is going to go. But Carlos, what are your thoughts on the end of Gina's story?
0: My thoughts are. <laughs> If this story was real, which I doubt, it wouldn't be this happy ending, uh, driving Miss Daisy friendship that Gina has to talk about like cliche movies. They become friends after he ripped her off for thousands and thousands of dollars. No, at best, she's his sugar mama. He's oh, conned her into being his sugar mama because she helped him. She helped him with more things after he ripped her off.
2: What, whatever cliche movie life is like a box of chocolates, whatever. Yeah, I'll see. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, all the right. are
2: shredding about her American tale of, of love. Oh
0: boy. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, uh time now to find out. Uh, yes, ladies and yes, gentlemen yes. in the audience, uh, we're gonna now find out who is gonna be telling the truth, uh, who was telling the truth and who was our history bluff for this evening. Uh but before we do that, real quick, just each of the panelists, I'm just gonna just gonna I'm just gonna uh, uh, canvas the panel real quick and, and just a uh, uh, real quick answer. Uh, Gina, who do you think is the bluff?
2: Carlos, because I want Jane's story to be true. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Carlos, who do
1: you think is the bluff?
0: Uh, you know what? I think it's Jane. I think she's trying to sell us something here because we don't know enough about her home.
1: All right. And Jane, who do you think is the bluff? Uh,
3: I think it's Gina uh, because that story...
0: Up so that. I, don't know what? I think it's a win-win. I mean, if it's not true, I win bit. it's win-win. You know
1: win,
2: what?
1: Win, Can win. I change mine to Gina? Because there's some crazy
2: <laughs> bananas. Wait, we have to change it to Gina as well. Looks so like a total, total landslide. Like-
1: well, Adam, let's find out, Adam, shall we? Uh, let's find out who the bluff was this evening. Could it have been... Oh, Gene! Oh, go, go. You take oh! Me. Yeah, Chris. I'll
0: tell you what. Why don't you uh, switch your camera off here so we can clear the stage and get everybody on here? Yeah, thank you, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I and I alone know who the bluff was. Do you think it was Gina, or it could have been Jane? It could even have been Carlos. I will reveal now. The bluff. This whole time, you didn't know it, but I did. It was Carlos! <laughs> <Whoa. No. laughs> Mr. T's not real. James right. No, there was a Mr. T, but I fibbed about his biography. I fibbed. And I got away with it, too.
2: <laughs> I did I really didn't know, but I knew he was real, but I didn't know any of that. Well, it uh, I feel preyed upon because I didn't know enough about the person that I was
3: like. Well, I'm obviously the big dummy from Australia, doesn't know the story of Mister T. Well, neither of
0: us do about Larrikins, so we're all in the same boat.
3: Yeah. Well, guess what?
2: (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I love that. Whatever indeed. Whatever
1: indeed. This uh, is a, i
2: love that the story is true that was the right. nigerian prince story like i love that lady for doing what she did what she was sugar
0: mama that's what i mean, so. me mean
2: about this
3: being a win-win because at the end of the day i am so stoked that your story ended up being true like
2: it was such a sweet <laughs> i was like this is it it was so beautiful it was like that's Tale like, all this crime. Crime.
3: Yeah. oh my god and the, the funny thing about the larrikin thing is that when i arrived in the states i started feeling like i was like a character you know like everyone's like oh you're so, like oh, a, yeah, yeah. Your nationality becomes your entire personality hmm. and i think everyone expects you i'm like what do you think of australia and they're like oh they're here for a good time they're yeah. like ah oh, you know i'm like oh interesting that that is like the you know and that's the whole derivative of the kind of like oh we're just for a barrel of laughs, <laughs>, <laughs>, <laughs> this
2: this you know her um, gesture for Verll of laughs was milking a cow. know <laughs> 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 what you do over here? Oh, yeah, that's right. what we do over here up in Florida. <laughs> um, I also wanted to give this was I, I didn't get to this part of the story, but her quote at the end of the story was that Johnny has given me more than he took. Without him, I would not have met Africa. How sweet is that? Like what a, this woman like man. hey, you
0: know what embrace being a sugar mama? Awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, Maria. Good job. You can, you can, you can get, get it.
1: You know it, as long as you know it. It's yeah.
2: fine. Well, Jane, thank you for coming, coming and playing. What a yes, fun! thank you
1: to <laughs> all of our panelists, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank Gina. Thank you to Jane, and thank you to Carlos, and as always, thank you so much to Adam Bellis, our amazing tech. My Hi. name is Chris My pleasure come back next time for another story of History Bluff and see who is the History Bluff. Have a good night, everyone. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Good night. <laughs>